New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Praise God. And this morning, we want to talk to you about a little bit about uh, living and on the benefits for living an overcoming life. Um, most people don't understand that everything you do for God, you're being blessed for it. There are blessings available to you. And then there's a special blessing for you for those that decide to live and overcome a life. And there's so many people, you know, they give up, they give up so quickly, whatever, you know, they just do what it never takes to get by. But you don't want to do whatever it takes to get by. You want to live and be victoriously by the grace of God. Amen. And you can. In our scripture this morning, we want to take a look at um, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 17. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 17. It said, He that has an ear, let him hear. The word hear means to accept and obey. Not just hear, but to accept and obey what you hear. And you want to do this especially when it's coming from God. If anybody is speaking to you from authority, that from a prestige position, don't just blow it off. Because that could be some good advice for you down the road or tomorrow or the next day or whatever. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we know how we are. We, we're so interested in trying to get our point across to the point where we don't have time to listen to it what others are trying to say to you. But, but Jesus is saying here to the church, he said, he that has an ear, let him hear. And again, the word hear means to accept and obey. What the Spirit saith unto the church. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. But the fact of the matter is, we are not always listening and paying attention. And that's why we get in trouble. Remember Proverbs, it's not a scripture, remember Proverbs chapter Chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Because many times we may, it may sound good to us, it may look good to us, but it may or may not be right. And when God tells you to do something, you don't have to get in a rush. Look at your neighbor and say, don't have to get in a rush. You can always petition him to say, Lord, I'm not sure this is you. Or this is me. But Lord, please help me to understand and make sure I'm not doing something in my own strength. And God will give you confirmation that only you will know that it's God. Now remember, this is not about everybody else. This is not about your husband, your wife, your children, your best friend. This is a conversation between you and God. And when God tells you to do something, tell you to do something, you don't need another man's permission. Are you with me? You don't need another person's permission because for the simple fact, you got his approval. And when you got his approval, you got everything you need. He said, to him that overcometh, to him that overcometh, that don't mean everybody's going to overcome, but to him. When you make a decision to overcome, I will give to eat of hidden manna. I will give him a white stone in the stone, a new name written, which no man knoweth, saying, he that receiveth it. 
And see, God is not only a corporate God, but God is a very personal God. And, 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 how, and, the, and how you get close to God is your relationship with him. That's why the scripture says in the book of James, when you draw nigh to God, God will draw nigh to you. So can't nobody stop you from getting close to God but you. You can just, you can have your own time. You can spend 10 minutes, five minutes, two hours, a whole day. But the more you sow, it can be the more you're going to reap by the grace of God. And really many times, and many times, before we go any further, let's pray for Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're telling us and saying to us. And we just give you all the glory and the praise. And thank you for your word today. It will not return unto you, boy, but will accomplish and prosper in the place where to you send it. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. See, how you see yourself and how you think about yourself and the things you think on will determine how, what type of life you're going to live. We can, preach, we can preach to you every day. We can give you word every day. And there's a lot of people with a lot of word, knows the word, understand the word. But they are, there's a lot of crazy thoughts and ideas in the mind. And what God is trying to do now, because we've been so indoctrinated, he's trying to purge us from all this crazy stuff we've learned that's not been right over the years. He's trying to clean the house. He's house cleaning for many of you. If you're stuck trying to figure out what God is doing, he's cleaning house so he can give you what you need so you can be, so you can be successful moving forward. Because a lot of stuff has been good to us, but it wasn't good for us. And only the person that knows that is the Holy Spirit. In order to be able to live a victorious life, um, you have to really be able to think on the right thing. And Jesus was, was making a promise to the church here. He said, listen to me. Listen to me. If you accept my teaching, what I'm trying to teach you, the things I'm trying to tell you, it's going to be a benefit to you. There's a lot of teaching out there, brothers and sisters. Listen to me. And these people here in the church, at the church here, they were dealing with the, uh, what we call the Bellum teaching and the Nectalion teaching. And they were giving them different information. And right now, people have a lot of itching ears. They want to hear what they want to hear, not necessarily truth. Long as it coincides with our lifestyle, they're good. But what truth is going to do, truth is going to do this. Truth is going to set you free. Truth is going to cause you to fall more in love with Jesus. If it's not causing you to fall more in love with Jesus and people and setting you free, then you better reevaluate it. I don't care where it's coming from. It could be coming from a great place. But that don't necessarily mean it's right by the grace of God. And Jesus gave an invitation to the church of Pergamon. He said, look, I just want to let you know, if you listen to me, obey me, and do what I tell you to do, you can become an overcomer. You don't want to just get by. Everything that's thrown at you, hook, sink, dishwasher, house, dump truck, it don't matter. Everything that's thrown at you, if you have accepted Jesus Christ, you are an overcomer. You can overcome it. Now, do I want to overcome it or not? Do I want to deal with it? Do I, have, do I want to put forth the effort to deal with it? Do I want to sit back and cry and have a pity part of myself? 
get into depression. All that is your choice. But you can rise up. Say, we're fighting back. We're pushing back. We're no longer a slave to fear. But we are an overcomer by the grace of God. And seeing the thing about it is, the way you live, when you fail, when you make bad decisions, whatever, you're still not a failure. You haven't, just, you haven't figured out a way to be successful yet. But as you continue to stay in the game, continue to follow God, God can put you on the right course. He, he, he's going to fix it for you. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. And that's why it's so important, more so now than ever, to get our minds on the right thing by the grace of God. If we get our minds on the right thing, if we get the right stuff in us, then the right stuff will come out of us. See, most people think that only the church or the preachers and leaders of the church are required to do some things when it comes to ministry and all the other good stuff. I just have a title. But your position as a Christian is just as important as mine. Just as important. You're not a weakling. Now, if you don't take the time to seek God and listen to the Holy Spirit when he gives you opportunity, you will never develop what God has put inside of you. He don't want you to just sit there and just, just you know, be a sponge, just, just sob it in. No, when he gives it to you, he wants you to put it out. To whom much is given, guess what? What the scripture says, set your mind on what? He didn't say God put my mind on that. You set your own mind on things above. You decide what you're going to think about. If you're dealing with issues and dealing with problems and whatever, you decide whether or not you're going to fail or be successful. If you don't put forth the right effort, you will fail every time. But if you seek God's kingdom first, and so many people today want to do their own thing. Do your own thing, honey. But I can assure you, it will not work. It won't work. When you build your house on sand, when the storms come, it's going to fall. It's going to fall. But you got to build it on a rock, which is Jesus Christ. And I can't tell you how many times when you put trust in Jesus and let Jesus do things he wanted to do in your life, guess what? It'll always work by the, grace, by the grace of God. And see, the thing about most people don't understand, they don't understand enough about Jesus to understand you got his DNA. You are just like him. When God created man, he didn't say, well, you can be almost like me. He created man his image to be just like Jesus. Just like Jesus was when he was on this earth, guess what? You can be the same way. In this earth, this all depends on you, what you want to do. And then just like in the book of James, James chapter 1, James chapter 1 and verse 22, we don't want to just be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of the word, but we want to be a, a doer of the word as well. We want to be able to apply. Because for, for right now, listen to me, church, right now Jesus, Jesus needs all your leaders. Everybody's willing to stand up for truth and righteousness, the glory of God. God can use you right now. There's no time to sit back and be passive and talk about what you're going to do. You know what going to do is going to do, right? 
He ain't never do, going to do anything. Because why? Because he's always going to do it. If you're going to do it, do it by the grace of God. And don't worry about how it's going to get done. Because if God tells you to do it, he's going to give you the grace to get it done. And the thing about God is this. Everything you do, Hebrews 10, 6, 10, everything you do for God is not in vain. Look what he said in Hebrews 6 and um, 6, 10. He said, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Then he goes on to say, which you have showed toward his what? His name. Not toward your name, but his name. In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. God don't forget it. Cup of water, doing good thing, and don't get into this habit well, I got to do it. No, you don't got to do anything. Whatever you do, you do it out of love by the grace of God. And see, why you do it out of love? Because that's God's personality. Everything he does, he does it out of love by the grace of God. And you want to learn how in this life not to be defeated and not to allow things to defeat you, but learn how to overcome. For all your spiritual battles, all the stuff that you deal with, whether physical, spiritual, emotional, guess what? And when you're going through stuff, you need to be able to have access to spiritual nutrition. Are you with me? Spiritual nutrition to get you through them hard times. Because you're like when you get sick in the physical and the natural, the doctor will tell you, say, do this. Go home and get you some chicken soup, chicken noodle soup, and get plenty of rest. Is that right? You can't go out there and eat the T-bones and the ribeyes and the flamions and, and all that stuff. You need nutritional things. So when you're dealing with problems and stuff like that, you, they're, they're nutritional things God can give you to help you work through them battles that you're working through that cause you not to give up. Because, you, know, you know, dealing with all the cancer stuff I've dealt with over the, over the weeks and years and whatever, there have been times, let me tell you, it's just been overwhelming, the stuff that come at me. But through the nutrition that I get and through the advice I get from other people, it's overwhelming. It picks you up. It strengthens you. It's encouraging, encouragement to you. And that's why you always want to have people in your life, look at your neighbor say, in your life, that you can talk to. Because if you don't, you could be out there like the Lone Ranger, and you won't survive. And the devil wants you to be alone, because that way he can pick you off like a target. You don't want to do that. Now, what does it mean to be an overcomer? I'm going to give you a definition of being an overcomer. In the Greek, it says this. It said, the being an overcomer means conqueror. I mean, y'all used that word several times today. We're more than conquerors. A champion. A champion. And boy, and I love this. A winner. Not a loser. Why are you not a loser? Because you're an overcomer. And then on top of that, a master. Master. In other words, things don't control you. You control it. If I had not been, been walking with God, all the stuff that the devil threw to me for the last several months, I'd probably be in some other graveyard right now. 
because he cannot control me. He can do things to try to interfere with what I'm doing. He cannot stop me. The only person that can stop you is you. When you don't listen and you don't pay attention, you get mad with God and walk away from God. He's never going to walk away from you. But the devil tells you, you don't need that mess. You don't need to hear that. This is what you need to do. And when we start doing what he tells us to do, it may be good to you, but I declare, it's not going to be good for you by the grace of God. And, and God is good. And see, right now, people say, well, you know, you got these habits and all this stuff. I can't, got to break this. Listen to me. Remember what I said. You are what? Go to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. For sin shall not, shall what? Shall not any longer exert dominion over you. Shall not any longer exert, exert dominion over you. So that means within itself, anything that is thrown at you, regardless how big, how small, how challenging it may look, you can overcome it by the grace of God. God. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. We are set up to be successful. We're not set up to fail. And anything you put your hand to when God is in it, you're going to win. Even though the Bible says, remember in the book of, in the, in the book of uh, uh, Genesis, what, what, what did Joseph say? What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for you good. All, think about all the stuff you've been through over the last few years and months. Man, it's sure you sure didn't like to get, then I like to deal with it. But after you dealt with it, you learn some stuff, and you look back at it now, and like the song said, I wonder how I got over. My soul wondered how I got over. It was nobody but the grace of God. And the power of God that got you through it. And just like he did it then, he can do it again. Like the song says, he's a way maker. Even when we don't see him working, he's still working by the grace of God. I remember a few days ago, I got a call from, from a family here in Huntsville. Said this, um, their relatives was in the hospital of a COVID. And so by being in the hospital or whatever, so they had, uh, the COVID had really taken its toll. And the guy that called me and I told him, I said, look, where's the family in this, in their belief? Where are they at? He said, well, um, they believe. I said, well, guess what? We can't, we can't give up. Can't give up. So the doctor came in the next day because his lungs, lung had been destroyed by COVID. I said, guess what? Just like God did it for me, brought, basically brought me back from death, guess what? He can do it again. He can do it again. So his blood pressure and all that stuff were going down. The next day, I got another call. He said, things are on the uprise. We give in, but we never give up. Why? Because you are an overcomer. You fight back. You push back. You don't give up. You tell God, say, God, this is a situation. This is going on in my house. I can't fix it. I need your help. I can't fix my children. 
I can't fix my husband. I can't fix my wife. I can't fix my banking account. I can't fix none of it. It's all jacked up. But God, I know there's nothing too hard for you. Then you be patient and wait on God, and guess what? And God will do it for you. And that's why it's important to be an overcomer. That's why God was telling the church at Pergamos, he said, look, if you overcome, I'm going to give you a white stone, a white stone for you to be able to remember and remind you of all the victories that you have gone through by the grace of God. It's going to reflect all the suffering that you've been through. Because God, remember, we're going to see Jesus one day. We can make excuses here, but we won't be able to make excuses there because he knows what you can do. He knows what he's given you. And the Bible said to whom much is given, much is required. You think about what God has already done for America. We got the word everywhere you can imagine. We got it on, on TV. We got it on our phones. Everywhere. There's no excuse from being ignorant when it comes to God's word. We got people that can tell you, can quote the company policy entirety, but they cannot quote one scripture when it comes to that Bible. Now, how in the world you expect to be super, super successful without God in your business? Everything you do, you want God in it. If God ain't in it, I'm leaving. I'm gone. We'll see you later because it's not going to work. So and just like a um, young lady was saying about fear, you will have some a uh, little bit of uh, apprehension when God tells you to do something. It's going to be there. But guess what? That's why you got to learn how to trust. Trust God. That's why faith come in. If you trust him, he will bring you out. And the thing about God is this. He will never let you down. He will never let you down. And the good thing about this, you got, and see over there in the book of Proverbs, it says the blessings of the Lord, he maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. You know why a lot of people are struggling today financially? You know why they're doing it? I can tell you why. Because a lot of the decisions, financial decisions they made, they did it themselves. God didn't tell them to do it. I bought many things in life. I shared this with you before. But everything, I asked God, petitioned God about it, and he blessed me with it. Every time it need repair, he always provides the means. I ain't never had to worry about the money or who's going to get to do it. And he always hooked me up with good people by the grace of God. And when God doing it, he's going to take care of you. So here God is in the book of Revelation here. He's telling them, say, look, look, guys, if you... If you overcome, I will give a white stone, and that stone with a new name written on it. We don't know what that name is. You know God can change things. He loves to change things. You don't like change? You don't want to be dealing with God because he loves change. He's going to put a new name on it, and the name he's going to put on nobody will know but you. That's why many times in the spirit realm, the devil knows certain people. He knows what God has pretty much many times. He sees what God is doing to you. He sees that anointing in your life. That's why he attacked you. And a lot of us today, we, we, we can't see anything, really. We can't see for looking for, for, for men of us.
And we need to become more spiritually awakened, more spiritually alive when it comes to God. Because listen to me, he's speaking. He's talking. I'm telling you, he's showing you some things. And when you ask him to do something, guess what? God would do it. Uh, I didn't sleep well Friday night. And, and last night, God said, God, I need a good night rest. I think I might have got up one time last night. Listen to me. God will do what you, he, you ask him to do. But you got to learn how to trust him. And you can't do this faking it. When you are put into a situation, listen to me. When you are put into a situation, that is God's way of teaching you how to trust him. He tr- you learn how to trust him on small things. Guess what? When the big things come, guess what? It's just a stroll in the park. Because I'm telling you, if we had not learned to trust God again, I can assure you, over the years of what the things that God done for us, when I came down with not one type of counsel but two types, they have been enough to take you out. But guess what? By the grace of God, by the grace of God, um, that didn't happen. But go ahead and give me a mic. So God is good. So we just want to let you know, guess what? You got to listen to God. And see, you cannot, if you need faith right now, you can't go back 20 years and get faith. Every chance you get, it's an opportunity for you to build faith in a situation. Because what we don't know, we know tomorrow is coming. But we don't know what, the, what mark tomorrow is going to bring. And that's why you can't get ready. You heard me say it all the time. You got to be ready. So if you didn't, if you didn't go through the 12, 12 grades of school, don't expect to pass that midterm, that final exam, when it comes to all the other seniors. You're going to be sitting up there looking like a cow with a, at a new gate, crazy. Totally lost. And that's the way people, when it comes to, comes to faith, they have an opportunity to trust God, have an opportunity to serve God, but they put God off. They put him off like a spare tire. I'm not going to mess with you until I need you. When I have a blowout, then I call for you. But when you have that blowout, it can be so detrimental. Guess what? It can be overwhelming. Now we're crying. Now we're snotting. Now we're worried. Because God ain't hearing me now. Well, you had a chance for God to hear you months ago. You were too busy. He was not high on your priority. The most, the high priority in your life right now, the number one priority should be, should be Jesus. And everything else, fall after that. Then you can put everything else. But the number one priority in your life right now should be Jesus. Getting in church, getting as much teaching, as much word as you can. Because I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the days are coming. The days are coming where you will not be able to have this freedom to be able to serve and to worship God the way you're worshiping God. We're not sure who's going to go through the tribulation, but guess what? From what I understand, what I read about, it's going to be a terrible time. It's going to be a terrible time. And the thing about that is this. You can take it for what it's worth. I personally think that a lot of this COVID-19, all this stuff, is getting us prepared. 
You may think I'm crazy. Because during the tribulation, if you don't get the mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy or sell. And during this COVID-19 stuff or whatever, they say you won't be able to buy or sell. If you don't have your stamp on your card, guess what? You can't get in. So what God is doing, what God is doing, he's getting you ready. Before anything come down the pipe, before destruction come, God always sends what? Sends warning. Warning always come. And not only that, when you become an overcomer, guess what? Stuff is not as challenging anymore. Because you know if God telling you to do it, you ain't got to worry about it by the grace of God. You know for a fact, it's already done. Hidden manner. I believe hidden manner is God's supernatural power and instruction he gives you to eat on and, fit and feast on when you're going through some challenging times. Because, you know, when you're dealing with, when you, when you're dealing with stuff, you're not going to always feel like reading that Bible. But you still need to be ministered to. And if you stay in relationship with God, God will step in and give you what you need and so you can get back on track so you can start reading that Bible again. He sustained you and keep you. And you know, back in the Old Testament, you know, they said manna was basically they didn't really know what it was. Matter of fact, and I think in Deuteronomy said that um, in Exodus, the, um, the children of Israel asked, what is it? We don't know what it is, but we know one thing, it works. It works by the grace of God. And, he, and you know, and think about it, God didn't continue to keep feeding them. He only gave them that when they really needed it. Give me a fish, I eat for a day. But you teach me how to fish, I can eat for eternity. And God is teaching us. But we got to get it by the grace of God. We got to get it. We got to, we got to, we got to listen to God so he can teach us and share us the things we want to share. How do we become an overcomer? How do we become an overcomer? First John 5, 5, he lays out in the scripture. He lays it out in the scripture in such a way that that name that don't, people don't like to talk, talk about that much. Who is he that overcometh the world? Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So, how do you overcome? Based upon your beliefs, what you believe. If you can believe it and trust God, guess what? You can have it. You can have it by the grace of God. You can have it. Sharing a few more, a few more benefits for being an overcomer. I'm sure four, um, four things for being an overcomer, okay? When you become an overcomer, uh, Revelation 2.7, Revelation 2.7, it says here, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. To him that overcometh, I will give to him, I will give to, uh, give to eat of, uh, of the tree of life by the grace of God. 
you're going to get a chance to experience some things that other people may or may not experience. Did I say Revelation 2.7? And see, and this is the thing about God. That's what amazes me. People talking about not trusting God. I don't see how in the world you can make it without God, really. You are a fish in a sand pond, a live fish in a sand pond. It's just not a matter how, it's a matter when you're going to fade away. Because that's not where you're supposed to be. When, just like Psalms 103, it's not, I didn't, I didn't put the scripture on the board, but Psalm 103 in verse 1, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And do what? And forget not all of his benefits. God is just a good. And amazing to me, all the good things that God does for us, and people show very little or no appreciation to it. They take it for granted. That alarm clock didn't wake you up this morning. I just want you to know. Or that cell phone. It was placed in place. But somebody touched you this morning. That was bigger than you and I. It got you up out of that bed. And the good thing about it, you did not have to have any help or aid for somebody to get you up. You go in the refrigerator, guess what? Anything you want to eat. If you don't have it in the refrigerator, guess what? You got the banking account. You got the money that you can go get it. And people are so amazing. They don't have time to thank God for doing what? Food is cooked and put on the table. We sit down and eat and won't even thank the Lord for it. This is how vain people have become. I remember a few weeks ago, it's been about a month ago, this one guy, I guess it's an atheist, whatever, group, whatever. This guy said, guess what? He, he had this petition that everybody needs to sign. Um, well, you don't need to sign a petition go to hell. Okay? I mean, if you don't accept Jesus Christ, you're going there anyway. Okay? And he made a comment that, that sort of like uh, – that astonished me when he said, he said, yes, I'm an atheist, and I don't care if I go to hell. You don't care now. You think it's a picnic. picnic. There ain't going to be no park, brother. Ain't going to be no Kool-Aid or ice water. Read the book of, um, book of Luke. People think that was just a parable. No, that rich man was in hell. He said, he wanted Lazarus to get to take some water, to, to dip in some water so he can cool the tip of his tongue. Please come back and tell Lazarus. No, you don't have no time then. But you got time now. I don't care how much we have. And I don't care how, how long we've had it. You brought nothing into this world. And guess what? You won't take nothing out of here. I know it's hard to imagine. What you're going to do is all your wealth. Let you and Jesus work it out. Y'all figure it out. But we know for sure you won't be able to take it with you. Point number two. Point 
Point number two. I touched on it a little bit in just a minute. Uh, Revelation 2.11. You will not be hurt at the second death. See the point when people say, well, God, God don't, uh, is not going to send you to hell. You don't, he don't. Your decision what does it for you. He don't. He don't, he don't, he don't do that. He is not that type of God. You know, if people can begin to grasp how much God loves them and what he is willing to do for them and how, much, how he willing to bless them, it's almost unimaginable for them not to want to serve him. Really. I mean, we just read the scripture today. What can separate me from the love of God? Nothing. Nothing. Even though I, I live and act like a fool, it's still not going to stop him from loving me. Because the Bible says in the book of Matthew, just like the rain and the sun shines on the just and the unjust. He don't sing them out. Because right now he's doing everything he can to bring people to repentance. But instead of people turning to God, they turn to other stuff. They want to turn to other stuff. So not being hurt at the, by the second death. Point number three, receive hidden, hidden manna to eat and a white stone with a new name on it. So God is going to reward you. He's going to bless you. When you go through and you suffer through all the stuff you're going through, you think nobody's looking, you think nobody's paying any attention to it, God is looking. He's paying all types of attention to it. But I'm sure I'll see what that stone is for my new name on it, by the grace of God. Looking forward to it. We know God's got a great plan for us. There's no doubt in my mind. All the stuff we've gone through, all the stuff we had to put up o- over the years and stuff like that, I know he got great plans for us. That's why I'm still here. Because of the plans he has for us. And just like Brother Fred said, God got plans for all of us. But guess what? You got to be there to get them. Revelation 2.17. We gave you that scripture. Revelation 2.17. Receive hidden manna. That's going to be revelation and ideas about things that other people won't receive. You heard people, you know, see all these uh, scientists or whatever. Well, you think you got all that, got all this sense. They think they were just inherited with it. Really? God just blessed them. He just blessed them. And see, and the thing about God is this. He wants to do the same thing for you. He don't want you just to get by or just make it by. He wants you to be blessed. Immensely. Absolutely. God won't take care of you. It's just like how many times have you gone to a place and gone to a restaurant with people that have some money if they're not broke? You sit there and eat your good meal. Enjoy the meal. Then when you get ready to pay for it, they say, Nope, I got this. That's what Jesus does. He says, I got this. You don't have to pay. It's already been paid for. So why the devil are you allowing the devil to tell you the lies that you need to pay? 
It's deception. And we need to avoid those deceptions because I'm telling you, he's deceiving a lot of people today. By the grace of God, but there's a lot of people waking up. But in Jesus' name, repeat as may say, in Jesus' name, those that are asleep will wake up as well. And they will see the power of God. Then the last point is this. Not only does he give you power um, as far as uh, blessings and all that good stuff, but also in Revelation 2.26, what Jenny was talking about earlier. He give us power over cities and nations. He that overcometh and keepeth my work until what? Until the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Not nation, but nations. And you got people don't think they got power over, over their family. <laughs> because they don't know. They haven't been taught. And some of them don't realize the power they have. God don't make us weakling. You got everything you need by the grace of God to be successful if you choose to listen to God. Definitely, I don't know what, the, what type of music you got, but I want you to play some songs. We'll give you an opportunity to think about some things, really what God is doing. What can you do in your life to be better? What can you do in your life to be better? You don't have to tell me. You talk to God about it. Then after we do that, we're going to mix and match this morning. We're going to get each one of you to go to someone else and pray for them by the grace of God. God want, it don't take, don't take a whole lot of people for God to do what he needs to do. He just need a few. They're willing. We call them fat, fat people, fat Christian. Fat Christian, F-A-T, fat Christian. Listen to the acronym, faithful Available and teaching. You think about fat back meat or something, huh? <laughs> it's an acronym. Faithful, available, and teachable. You need fat Christians. Tell people, well, what in the world is that? Faithful, available, and teachable. Now, you can take it however you want it. If you want to consider yourself fat, that's between you and God. I didn't say that. I said faithful, available and teachable. Amen? So he give you a moment to, to think about some things and pray about some things or whatever. Daphne, you're working on some music. It can be something you've already um, played this morning. That's fine. Some soft. By the grace of God. So just bear with it for a few minutes, and we're not going to be here much longer. We're going to let you go. I'm so appreciative of our church and our church family by the grace of God. And for those that continue to, you know, to listen, obey, and not about me, but to listen to God, you are reaping the rewards. <laughs>